Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 104 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and if you don't know what it is, it's probably the freshest coffee you will ever have. They make coffees to order, so when you make an order, they roast your order and then ship it to you. They're not roasting big batches of coffee and waiting to sell them out hopefully throughout the week or month or, you know, whatever those big box companies are doing, they're doing it the right way. They're roasting it for you, made to order, and that's awesome. That's really cool. That's how I get all my coffee. It comes from Couchtown. Check it out, www.couchtowncoffee.com. The roaster there, Andrew, is also a musician himself. Uh, I did a podcast with him. Go check it out. It's a pretty good podcast. Uh, Andrew will roast your coffee for you, and because he loves live music so much, he will give you 20% off as well. All you have to do is enter the code word Audible Farm to let them know that th- that you found out about them from here. And that's all you got to do. You go make an order at www.couchtowncoffee.com and you say, hey, I heard about you on Audible Farm and I'd like to save 20%. And he will do the rest and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be the best coffee you've had. So thanks, Couchtown. Check them out. This week... I'm sitting down with Scott Dahl. Scott Dahl has been on the podcast before. We've discussed uh, him and his bands before. We've uh, sat down with him in part with the Chris Carr Band. And last year, around this time, we sat down and talked about the Rockin' Picnic. Well, guess what? Labor Day weekend's coming up, and the Rockin' Picnic is here. The Rockin' Picnic is this weekend. We sit down and talk all about it in this upcoming podcast. Um, We recorded this a little bit before. Uh, before the picnic so it we recorded about 10 or 12 days before the pot or the picnic happened so when you guys listen to this we might still be kind of wishy-washing back and forth as to what might be happening um as per usual go to the facebook page below for any possible covid updates as far as the rock and picnic as of right now it's still happening um and as of the podcast well We'll just let you guys listen to it. This is episode 104 with Scott Dahl, and we are talking Rockin' Picnic 2020, and it's one of my favorite concerts of the year. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy the Rockin' Picnic. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Okay, sitting down today with Scott Dahl. It's been about about a year since we've talked about the Rock and Picnic because it's been about a year since the last Rock and Picnic. Correct. So, uh, what's going on this year? Let's uh, let's just start it off with the Rock and Picnic talk. Well, Rock and Picnic, we do it every year, and we're looking to have uh, five bands across the stage on Sunday. Five. Um, one band, Brutal Republic, on Saturday night. The Saturday night. Yep. I feel like that's the Dark Horse yeah. Good Time concert. You know? Do you still? I don't know if you're doing the like uh, shrimp boil yep. or crab boil this well, year. Well, I'm not really involved in all of the the food portion of it. Uh, we have other people that make those those decisions on the committees and that. And mm-hmm. I believe we're still doing the shrimp boil of sort. Okay. We might we might do it differently rather than just throwing out on the table. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously, this is a different year with. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on, dude. We're, I s- we're doing what we can <laughs> to do it right. I still was just like, I don't know if the rocket picnic's happening. You were like, it's going to happen in some fashion. Don't worry. And I yeah. was like, I don't know if it's going to happen. And I'm still like, 
still dicey. It's only like two weeks away, and you well, don't know what could change. I guess, but correct. And then and they something could happen that shuts us down, and yeah, we don't know between now and then. Nope. If it, uh, we were prepared earlier this spring, um, we had another venue to go to. If if the park board had decided not to let us do it there, mm-hmm. but they were kind enough to you know nothing's changed for them. There's people camping. Um, you know, we're obviously going to stress distancing. We will have our tent there as usual for people for protection from the weather if it if it you know if it's needed. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's good, especially with the the derecho that happened yeah. not too long ago. Correct. I and mean, um, I know that we've got a couple of class reunions coming. I think eighty five and seventy five are both going to be there. Oh, cool! So we're hoping that brings more people. Yeah. Um, and obviously, everybody's going to be on their own for the for the distancing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a head on their shoulders, and they need to use it. Yes, I you know feel like that is understated in general yeah. in public, anyways. Yep. You know, everybody needs to just you know stay a little bit away from everybody. Honestly, I wouldn't mind if everybody stayed six feet away, anyways. Yeah, but, you know, but uh, if anybody's uncomfortable, I really don't want to see them there. I mean, not, not being rude, I just don't want them to be uncomfortable if they come out. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing you could have happen would be. Uh, just have somebody show up just to make a big stink or something. I would hope if somebody drove in, saw what they thought was, quote, too many people, they'd just turn around and go home, yeah. you know. Um, well, but the park is big enough that uh, you could have 100 people in a in a square footage area. and All six feet apart. Yeah, and 30 people over here, the same group, but you don't have to be in either group. You can be on your own out. Hell, that music carries across the park. <laughs> that's my favorite. Anywhere in Lower Sheldon, you will be able to hear the music perfectly fine. Correct. So that's like one of the other cool things. You could just pull into a parking spot and roll your windows down if you really wanted to. Yep. Bring the pickup truck and... and uh, oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, put a tarp in the back, fill it with water, and you have a pool, sit in the pool, listen to music. Dude, that could be really cool, actually. Like, everybody parking in the back of their trucks and stuff. It could be a really neat, slight drive-in environment yep. there, because... You do have that one area that's set up for parking, and it's yep. a very big area. So, and we we're going to ask you know everybody's going to have to understand this year. We might we might spread out a little bit more uh, to create more room, so people aren't so packed in. Mm-hmm. Not that they're packed in, but um, we're going to try to spread out as much as we can, and uh, we may move parking back 15, 20 feet. Not well, a bad idea. I think, I think the rumor was we're going to move the bags across the road cool yeah to to separate them from the the tent area all right um, again distancing is the purpose and trying to make everybody happy yeah i and mean still have a good time dude yeah i mean i've always thought about this i've only been to i've been to four now this will be my fifth rock and picnic out of the 12 i went to one of like the first handful and then i've been to like the last three or into the last three so uh this will be my fifth but it's always like one of my favorite shows of the year as far as mm-hmm. i'm concerned there's uh, from around the area, some of the best music that they can like muster, as well as others from farther out in the state, which is one of my favorite things as far as going to a show. You never know quite what you're going to see, you know, as yep. far as there's, there might be some blues, some rock. Heck, there was an ACDC cover band last year. I mean, you name it, it's, it's yep. fair game. And we usually, uh, we had a history in the past of doing country music on Saturday nights, but it didn't work out this year. We got, we got uh, Brutal, Brutal Republic, Jeremy can come up and and uh, rock our socks off on Saturday night. Uh, I did say Saturday night. Yes, that's yeah. Saturday night. Um, anyway, we used to do that on uh, do a country show then, and and we just it didn't come together this year. Maybe we'll get back to it again next year. Who knows? But yeah, um, you know, we're try to try to hit a, a few genres, you know, and and uh, 
uh, styles of music. Um, I know that uh, we got one band that's going to do a lot of original stuff, MGCC. Yep. Um, we got a two two bands coming earlier. We got uh, Wild Ambition, who they they do great '80s '90s rock. Yeah, yeah, man. I uh, I looked up some of their stuff online. They're pretty good. I uh, they actually were our headliner a couple of years ago. No way. Yep. That's awesome. And, and they the crowd loved them. Um, uh, high energy show. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two bands we've got are a couple of local bands again that haven't really been established yet but that's what we're about we're about helping out local groups giving people opportunity to get on stage a lot of these guys have spent a lot of time on stage but they're just new new uh yeah it's like a new amalgamation yeah. of people that, new ingredients for yes them, so. exactly well, i mean that was uh the very first band you got up there i see the poster sitting over there it's screaming artichokes I think almost every one of them has spent some time on stage a little bit yep. in some form or another. I believe Nick Earhart's in the band. Yes. And uh, Will Sheiky, I believe. Yep. Uh, uh, I've never heard Will play, but I've, I've, I know that he's been a player for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. Um, I think, uh, like, maybe Billy Lynn's in that band, maybe, too. I'm not could sure. Could be. Could be. Um, I wish I knew more about him. I think maybe Steph Miller's in the band. I, if that's the case, we're only missing one, and I'm sorry to whoever we're missing. But that was that was one that was pretty intriguing because I spent a lot of time kind of clowning around with those guys. They're close to my age group, yep. you know, and I'd see Billy play in other bands and things like that. And I know Will plays guitar, but I'm not sure if he's ever been like quote unquote, you know, like in a band before. Yep. So this will be really fun to see him get out there and do that. And well, a few of these bands they weren't my hires. They were uh, Pablo that hired Paul. Uh, Paul hired them and. Uh, and I'm good with it because that's pressure off me. I don't have to go out and find those. Bands. Yeah, it's pretty nice. And again, it's the same story as it always happens. I'm, uh, you know, two months away and I've only got two bands looking for a third band and I can't find it. And then all of a sudden I, I find a band and then three more come out of the, out of the yeah. plot, you know. <laughs> that's how it almost work, always but, works. Even when I played there, you know, a couple of years back. Speaking of which, you know, giving the newcomers a shot, when I first started playing music, you know, live again, that was something, you know, you hit me up like one of the first years and was like, hey, you want to play on, on yeah. stage? And, and we made something happen. That was, you know, it's just like, you know, these first couple of bands. That's one of my favorite things. You're giving everybody a shot to show what they can do, even if it's not with like their original band or whatever. Yeah. You're just giving the musicians a new way to, to shine. Now, we'll, and the other thing is we'll have... We have quality bands that are going to rock your socks off. But at the same time, maybe one isn't as well-honed as, as the next group. Mm-hmm. But that that's why they're up there. Exactly. So that next year or two years down the road, they can be that great band. Yeah, they can step up in the bill one slot and the next slot and the yep. next slot and work their way up. Yep. I mean, that's that's honestly what happened to me. I played a couple of years in a row, you know, and I got the curtain jerker spot the first year, which was really cool, though, because you get to see how actually how many people are there from the get-go. Yeah. I mean... Me and Dan talked about this on a previous podcast. It's like hundred plus people are there, like right at the right at the very first band, right when the first yeah. notes played. It's it's wild, you know. And by the time you're done, it's like there's like two hundred people here now, you know. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy to have that happen, you know. And you know, come back the next year and uh, made a band with you know Nick Earhart and Jeff Blummel and Dan, and you know mm-hmm. got to try out a, a new band or whatever, you know, and did that. That was tons of fun too. And it's neat to see Nick, you know. Going around as the yep. the area bassist, you yep. know, the area bassist, as the as the uh, the educated one, I guess. Yes. What would you say the the old schooler? Yes, the proficient uh, mastermind. He's like a a journeyman of sorts through the area with everybody's yeah. band. It's kind of fun though. Well, like I said, that's a screaming artichokes. That's one of Paul's hires. Um, he did a good job there. We've also got people like us, which is a Nick Rosendahl's group that he just yes. put together. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm excited for that one. And again, I don't know the other members. Um, 
all I know, all is I know Nick. Mm-hmm. I know he's well honed. Mm-hmm. He can play the drums better than anybody I know. I, he before I knew he could even play drums, he was way better than I was. Yeah. Me, so yeah. I mean, uh, anyway, he's he played with Planet Rock on stage and and yeah, how, numerous go. other bands, and uh, he's put together a new group called People Like Us. Mm-hmm. We're glad to have him. Um, give him a shot at uh, getting out and getting out and doing a show. Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things too, because you know that since Nick is so seasoned, he's probably going to bring the thunder with you know the yep. band that he's coming with. He's not just going to. I know he wouldn't be the kind of guy that just kind of half threw something together and right. just to go on stage. That's not how he rolls. Yep. And I know uh, I don't know the dr- the pardon me the the guitar player's name, but he played with a band called Road Hard. Okay. Yeah, uh, I've heard of that band. He's a hell of a shredder. Um, mm-hmm. Plays a lot of. A lot of uh, a lot of blues, a lot of hard rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, the bass player, I think, is a new player. I'm not sure what his name is, but uh, um, Nick's Nick's confident, and he says he's good enough to do it. And cool, that'll be awesome. So we'll see what they can put out for us. Is that just a three piece then? I I believe it's just three. I do Whoa. not know for sure. I love three piece bands. Power it, trio, dude. It's it's crazy when you're just like you guys are making this much noise, and there's only three of you. Yeah. It always blows my mind. Always. Yeah. Um, we also have a band out of Fort Dodge this year called uh, MGCC. Yeah. And that is Gene Walker, and uh, I believe it's his son yep. plays with them. And uh, um, they've been around for three or four years, I think, at least. Uh, yep. I, I know at least, but think maybe even mo- more than that. Um, and they do a lot of original stuff. Yeah. Uh, they do a few covers. Uh, he does a great cover of a, uh, one of the Outlaws tunes, uh, Greengrass and High Tides. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, I know they're really ramping up their schedule as of late. They've been booking shows like in des moines and things like that with like the whiskey shakes and yeah, such yeah. so um we were attempting to book a show with them in the punk band i'm in down in des moines but covid happened and then yeah you know that you know that goes but now the, yeah. the cover he does that i love is not green grass it's actually freeborn man all right uh, great song he does a great job of it does it at all the blues shows the jams and stuff that we have so that's awesome i'm I, looking forward to having them mm-hmm. uh we also have wild ambition back we talked about them already they had uh, the headline slot I don't know, three years ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to come back and do a 90-minute show for us, just like everybody else. And um, Well, first couple of bands are going to do 60-minute shows because it's hard to get five bands through in a day. Oh, yeah. So a um, couple 60-minute shows and then some 90-minute shows. Plus, um, before we even get to that last band, remember that we've got acoustic shows going on between every group. That is also one of my favorite so, things about the Rock and Picnic. Yeah. I mean, of all time... You, you guys have such a great way of managing the stage that I think is understated immensely. It doesn't matter who's there watching or anything. Every band I know is always impressed. It's just like, well, the one band is playing on the side of the stage. The other band is set up on this side. And as soon as they're done, it's sound check starts. You got background music coming in from acoustic players. You know, it's, it's wild. You guys have, there's no wasted time. Last yeah. year, I wanted to do an, a podcast from down there. And it's impossible because there's, Always music going on. Yep. I mean, there's like a five-minute break max. That's all I want. You know? so If there's more than five minutes, then I have failed at my job. <laughs> it was funny, though. I had to, like, duck out and go into a camper. And I think uh, I'd recorded a podcast there with Lance Larson. Yep. And I had, had to duck out. And then it was just like, wait, Brutal Republic's playing. Let's go. And we just, like, stopped the podcast and went and watched Brutal Republic. So Yeah. Well, like I said, it's um, the intention is to not have any downtime. Mm-hmm. And even while we're switching one band out for the next, we've got an acoustic show going on to try to keep everybody entertained. Because the worst thing for a, my opinion, for a band is a break. Yeah. I know you're exhausted. You need, you need, you know, whatever, but maybe one person at a time, take a break. Because if your whole band takes a break, 
the crowd leaves. Yeah, and it's tough to wrangle them all back in. Correct. You know, it uh, is an opportunity to go home. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm, just yeah. go to the bar, which is a different direction facing Correct. the opposite way, you know? Yep. And that's it's always tough. I mean, I, I feel that 100%. Load in, load out, playing those bar shows that I yep. do, It's that's the killer. That's I, when everybody leaves. I figure if you've got them and they're paying attention to you, why do you stop? Why would you stop? Yeah, exactly. And let them go find something else to do for 10 minutes mm-hmm. or 20 or 30. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, it makes no sense to me. So with that in mind, I keep them... Keep them there. If, if I can't have a full band playing, I try to have an acoustic show going. Do you have like a... I know every year it kind of changes a little bit. Do you have like a set person you do all the acoustic stuff? Or are you just going to kind of wiffle-waffle different people in there? I wiffle-waffle different people all every every year. Now, yeah. the last two years I had um, Cosmic Brownies and Chris Carr, and we actually put the full band together yep. one for half an hour there. Um but we did that for two years in a row. Now it's time for something different. Mm-hmm. Before that, we had the the Great Lakes hybrids like three years in a row or three or four years with you know each we each one of them doing a single slot or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Clint coming this year. He's going to do a single uh, in the afternoon, I believe, uh, right after the first between the first two bands. Clint Riedel, Clint yep. Riedel, yep. the Blue Ribbon Rambler. Yep. Oh gosh, love him uh, to death. I just confirmed uh, Elias Nets is going to come on this afternoon. Uh, cool. Just this afternoon, I, I booked him. So I've been wanting to check him out i've actually had multiple people say you've got to watch him live so yep. i'm i'm excited for that i'm really excited for that not that i'm not excited for like clint and everybody right. else but well think about it elias has a has a different style um, okay he does a lot more of the i wouldn't call it new country but more of an outlaw um outlaw feel to it uh, i don't know if you know like uh, alex williams and and maybe whitey morgan guys like that okay i know he covers a few of their stuff and that's what draws me to him uh, because it's not the same old, you know, last dance with, you know, Mary Jane. Oh, yeah, okay. The same songs everybody plays. Yep, yep. He plays different stuff. So we got him on there, and I'm I've still got at least one, if not two, more slots that um, I have I have feelers out. Cool, but, uh, dude. I'm excited. I think that's one of my favorite parts about this is uh, it doesn't matter what goes on. Every year is always a little bit different, and it's even usually a little bit different than two years ago so yeah. so you never quite have a repeat of what's going on well i i don't want to put on the same show we had last year mm-hmm. or the year before yeah uh, person I, I say i i i take ownership i guess it's understand it's not my committee it's not my picnic i'm just a guy helping out that am, is blessed with the option of of coming in and helping them out but uh my thoughts on it or i don't want to see the same show that i saw last year yeah you know and and Wild Ambition was our closer a couple of years ago. Well, yeah, that's we don't want to have them. Well, what if they can come in and do an hour and a half in the afternoon or yeah. late late evening or early evening? Absolutely. So we're gonna mix it up, put them in different slots, and you know we had uh, we've had other bands multiple times. We had Jebediah Stone two or three times. We had Lance's band three times at least. And yep. And uh, I played on a sh- one of the shows they were on. Yeah. Yep. Um, not that we don't want to have any bands back, but we want to have other bands too, different different groups. And and uh, you know, I've got I got a couple of three bands that one of them n- never played it because I, I refused to book my band. Yeah, that's that's always a tough call. You and I have talked about that a little bit. It's it's so we- it doesn't matter if you waited twenty years and then booked your band once. Everyone would everyone would be like, well, I don't, I don't, yeah. uh, uh, you know, you that's don't exactly wanna... why I don't do yeah, it. And, yeah. It's and, not like they would, but you never know if they're going to. So yeah. you just, just let it go. And when Chris Carr did it three years ago, I was unaware. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I, I didn't book it. Yep. I, I did not book that show. It was, I think Pablo did it. And, uh, anyway, I, I don't, 
It doesn't Excuse feel right me. to book my own band for my own show. I mean, that comes back to, though, like, you never know what's going to happen in between the shows. Because I've, I've been to shows where I've seen you walk around backstage and you see somebody and you're like, did you bring your guitar? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, do you want to play 20 minutes quick? Yeah. Because you never know. It could just be somebody that brought a guitar with and, and, right. and just go up there and play a couple songs. And that's how uh, the Chris Carr band ended up getting up there anyways. Because... Yep. I mean, Blummel was there already, and, and Chris is playing, and I mean, it was just like, well, everyone, is everyone here? Yeah. Everyone's here. Can we just borrow this stuff for like just a second? Well, that's what I, I figured. If Brad was going to drive two and a half or two hours up from Des Moines, at least make it worth his while to put play him, some music. Put him to work. Put him to work. <laughs> no, and that's what's really cool. I always love that. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what people are going to sing. You're going to get all types of music from, you know, the 60s till present day yep. stuff. Um I know even when I was there, I played a ZZ Top song from like, you know, 2008 or something, you know, so I've, I've definitely run the gambit even of what I've played when I was there. And, uh, you know, it's really cool that you guys put this event on every single year. It's, it's free. It's free. I don't want to say that too many times, but I got to emphasize again, it's free. It's a free event. There's a, there's a difference between free and free. All right. Free is, you know, you don't have to pay a thing Mm -hmm. and you don't. You don't have to pay a dime to come hear this music. However, if you want to hear it again next year, That's very true. We need somebody to help us get there. Yes. Okay. So you guys do the T-shirts, which is one of those cool things. You got T-shirts designed for this year. Yes, we do. And that's awesome. I have not seen them yet. Ooh, that's that's um, cool. I saw somebody just within the last couple of weeks wearing like a Rock and Picnic six shirt or something, and really? it was like, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, man, it it just made me grin when I saw it, you know? I had one on the other day that was from 2012. Cool, cool. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, you doing food this year on the the Sunday as well or no? Uh, I believe that is the same situation. Probably going to do the food again, but it will be handled differently. Yeah, okay. It won't be walk up and grab it. We'll have people actually serving it to you because of the COVID situation. It makes sense, though, too. I mean... If you have one person distributing all the food, then it's a lot more yep. you know, sanitary than if it's... Right, so we'll know, have... Serve yourself people, type and, deal. And people on the committees, we volunteer. We'll take a time to run, you know, dish and beans or dish and whatever the barbecue or um, whatever it may be. So we all take turns, or they all take turns, pardon me. Shout out to the committee. Yeah. I mean, not just... They don't just put this on. They're volunteering their time to make sure that yep. it happens, too. Because yeah. you can't just run an event with nobody. Nope. You know, and we don't have money to pay anybody to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. It's that's just one of those things. This that's one of the reasons I think this is so cool. It's the fact that it's run basically out of the goodness of so many people's hearts. Yeah. Whatever is given this year is what we use to put on next year's show. That's awesome. And we had a you know whatever we took in last year is what we're paying for uh, using to pay for this year's show. Mm-hmm. And um, if people don't give, it's going to be a smaller show. Yeah. I mean, and uh, we're hoping that next year we get enough people to give in that we can hire, uh, you know, who knows, uh, Molly Hatchet or... Ooh. You know, how cool would that be, though, to just be like one of these years where it's just like... But it just I'm keeps... kidding, by the way. There's I, no yeah. way we can get to that. Yeah, I know. But like, what? how cool would that be, though, if it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where it was just like, would you ever consider maybe hiring like a, I'm not, you know, Molly Hatchet or whatever, you know, just... Now, the only problem with hiring a bigger band like that is there's more that comes with it. That's true. More people... More security. Oh, yeah. I didn't um, even think you know, about that. There's more things to think a lot, about a lot than more just pe- having a bigger band. A lot more people are going to travel in from farther distances yep. just to see. Especially if you continue to make it free. 
and then yep. it loses its and community feel. As it is now, we are our own security. You know, yep. we, we, there's people all around with with staff shirts on, and and uh, the one incident we had four or five years ago um, was was stopped immediately by by a couple by actually by one of the people in the crowd, and he would, he got there before the committee could get there. So oh, that's crazy. I like I said, I've been there the last maybe three maybe four years but like i don't even remember there being an instant so like that's well, that must have been how quickly it all well, that's just went it. away we, but that's cool that the p- people <clears throat> will police each other though you know too because it's just a public event you know yeah. and it's a, at a public park you can and, just and honestly if you had too much to drink and you want to you, you got a bad attitude just just go home yeah you know we don't yeah. want you there yeah ex- oh man you may be a best friend and and somebody's uh favorite person to be around but if you're going to be that way we don't need you there Hit the bricks. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's I don't know. That's always kind of tough because it's it's a tough situation to manage on either end too. Yeah. Especially to be like, hey, you know, buddy, you know, just just tone it down a little bit. You know, and it's it's never an easy situation to deal with. So it's crazy that's only ever happened once, and it was so minuscule that I didn't even hear about it. You know. Yeah. So it's that's pretty cool. I mean, kudos to everybody in the community for showing up and and keeping their heads on straight. You know, the fact that you didn't hear about it that goes to show you that you know we're all good people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We don't all have to be jerk offs. And- <laughs> true that, true that. So I, I, this has been every year on. Let's see, here, it would be Labor Day. It is the Sunday prior to Labor Le- Day. Sunday prior to Labor Day. So Labor Day, which is the Monday. Yep. yep. The seventh. Yep. So then it's the day before that. So it doesn't matter if you are thinking like, well, I don't know, I, I don't want to drive, and well, I got to work tomorrow. No, you don't. You don't have to work tomorrow. That's right. You don't have to work tomorrow. Come out on Sunday the whole day. Does it start at 1 this year? We're starting at, um, yeah, you're right. First band is going to start at 1 o'clock. Whoa, cool. So it's it's literally going to be like 1 until, I'm assuming, like midnight Well, or, I'm or sure so. there'll still be music going on at 11 o'clock. But, yeah. uh, and it's up to the last band whether they want to continue or not. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember a few years back, uh, the headliner was playing, and I was like, I'm going to duck out before everyone else ducks out so I can beat the traffic. So I duck out, and I drive all the way home. And way in the distance, if you sit outside and listen, you can hear what they're playing. And it's like, well, that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's a ways away. I'm not like on a cross town or anything. but You're it's, two miles from it. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty wild, you know. So like we were saying earlier, if you want to come out and you still want to social distance, there's probably a good chance you could just drive in there, park your car, and see and listen yep. which is the other cool thing about the stage down there it's in such a nice spot as far as like where it's pointed and how many people can yep. see what's going on at the stage from almost everywhere in the park yeah it's fun to do a, like a panoramic shot from the stage because you can see everything from the the the, the turnaround where the fishing area is over there mm-hmm. the dock area you can pan all the way around to the camping and and uh, there's just nothing but space. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason for for being upset because you don't have room. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I that's one thing I just hope for this year is that people understand that and they they all get along well enough. Because I know I understand that everyone has differing opinions, and uh, it's it's just the way the world is right now. Everyone's kind of yeah. at each other's throats a little bit. But we I don't, just we don't want a politically divided crowd. No, oh my the God. only divide we want in our crowd is uh, black and gold versus cardinal and gold. There you go. Yeah, actually, that does come into play quite often. Yeah. I remember uh, you auctioned off something one year that was yeah. that was one or the other. Yeah, some some uh, can can bins. My favorite part. I don't remember which team was which, but some guy outbid all of 
the people on the team that he didn't like because he was just like, you can do better than that. Yeah. And, and he ended up winning it and he redonated it. And he was yep. just like, let's see what you can do now. Let's see if you can beat that. Yep. And that was, that was, and I don't think they did. That was the coolest thing yep. ever. And I, like I said, I don't remember if it was Iowa or Iowa state. I think it was, it was Iowa Hawk. state. No, it was it, the Hawk. Fans it was. Yes. What? It was I, the Hawk fans. that didn't put up. That's mind blowing to me. I would, I would have assumed it the other way, but either way, that was like the coolest thing ever was you had people like literally kind of just poking fun at each other over the team based on like how much money they can. And that's, you know, that, that auction time is about the only downtime we've got. And it's not downtime because that's what's, we're making money. I think the last, uh, last couple of years, we've made almost $2,000 just on the auctions, 10, 10, 15 minutes worth of auctions, Mm -hmm. um, for the, whether it be the guitars or, uh, the, the can bins or whatever else we might have that we were going to you know, auction off. So that's a very important 15 minutes to us. Yeah. Do you do all of that auctioning at the same block, like all at once or do you split? Okay. okay. I didn't know if you split those up. That way, if somebody's there that, that they know what they want, they don't have to wait or different times. They know it's going to be at one time. And that makes sense. That makes plenty of sense. Is that usually before the headliner then? Actually, it's going to be the headliner is going to play for about 45 minutes and then we're going to do the auction. Perfect. Perfect. And then they're going to come back and play another hour, hour and a half. That's cool. That's cool. So it'll be later, a little bit later in the evening. It'll mm-hmm. be closer to nine or nine thirty when we do the auction. That's cool. Uh, the auction every year has always been one of my favorite things, just yep. just for the simple fact of you know you get to see people. I've seen a guy buy the guitar at auction and then donate that back yes. again at a, on a different year as well. And that yep. was like, I don't know if it was the same person, but that was like mind blowing to me too. Where it's like, you want it, and he's. Out of the kindness of a Speaking heart. of the guitar, go ahead and grab it. All right, it let's here. grab it. Anybody watching the video for this one's going to get to see this. Uh, Patreon.com. But uh, I actually, Scott donated a guitar to me to... I stole the guitar <laughs> from a guy in Ames for 35 bucks, And I gave it to you to, do the, to completely reconstruct it. And this is the job that Pete has done. Um, he dipped it. Right? Yes. Paint dipped it. For everybody not watching, I'm uh, displaying a guitar like Vanna White. I uh, hydro dipped a guitar for Scott. It's a, a Stratocaster guitar, and it was missing a couple parts, but Scott um, very graciously compensated me to get the parts for it. The committee did, the rock and pick. Well, I appreciate it to the committee. Thank you guys very much. Um, so, yeah, we got new so parts for the guitar, yeah. and we're going to auction this off. On uh, Sunday night with the at the at the rockin' picnic, one of a kind guitar. It's uh, if you guys know what a Strat looks like, you can Google it. If you don't, it's got red pearly pick guard on the front and back, and it's hydro dipped red, white, and blue, baby. And it's been it's been proven. It's been played. Yep, uh, was just playing a little bit with Scott here earlier, and it uh, not only works but works very well. Yeah. Um, which is one of those things I was I was talking to you about. It uh, came to me non-functioning with not enough parts to yeah. function. And uh, we got it fixed up, and it actually... Well, I told you I paid 35 yeah. bucks. <laughs> oh, and that's the thing, though. Fixing it didn't take terribly too many extra dollars, though. Yeah. So that was that was pretty nice. And, uh, you know, we and, got... And if any of the bands that are on the stage that day, if they want to play it for a song or, or, song or two, we'd, we'd welcome to do that. Ooh, that would be so cool to have, like, each band touch it once or something yeah. like that. You know, that would be so cool. It's been played at the show... We'll see if that's gonna happen. I think I think everyone should get to the rock and picnic just to see that happen. Yep. It's uh, the traveling guitar, um, but yeah, I I don't know. I uh, when I dipped this guitar, I was like, I don't know if I like the way this looks, and that's 
always been the way I have been about my art, you know. But then when you get it all together, you're like, oh, no, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So I was really happy with how it turned out. I've only dipped a handful of other guitars, and this was the first one I've done, um, you know, that was getting donated other than the Iowa Central guitar. But that one came out of my yeah. pocket, so uh, that was a little bit different story. But this was, like, technically the first, quote-unquote, commissioned piece I've ever done. So that's that's pretty wild. I've... Uh, been working on guitars a little bit here and there and trying to figure out what i'm going to do with it but and hopefully this one will get us a few hundred dollars yeah you never know you never know so there it is everybody the rock and picnic guitar if anyone's watching on the video there it is this thing's getting auctioned off it's the guitar that gets auctioned come on off. out to the picnic to see it played and then buy it yeah i can't i can't stress enough in person i think this looks so much better than it does in pictures pictures can only do so much justice and uh even this video can only do so much justice i'm going to put this baby back now, like I said, we're going to auction that off. Probably on the uh, the last band is going to take a break. Um, they're going to try to take the stage at eight o'clock, play for forty five minutes. So it'll be about nine nine thirty in that area when we when we go to the auction on that guitar. Nice. And uh, the band that's going to be playing, we haven't discussed the last band of the day yet. The headliner band. The uh, headliner. We've, we've got a band out of Kansas City coming up uh, called Villains Dance. Um, they. Uh, they build themselves as uh, the ultimate 80s experience. Mm -hmm. So they do a lot of, uh, I'm, uh, I call it hair band music. Yeah, yeah totally. I'm that sure was, you'll hear some. That's uh, what I grew up on. I love that. Crew and Metallica. And, I've actually, and, uh, a buddy of mine, when I posted this poster, commented on the poster and was like, I know guys from Villains Dance and they are insanely good. good. So um, a, a buddy of mine from Des Moines knows of this band and knows how good they are. Uh, you know, he's talking about seeing them in other bands play and things like that. And he said, it's going to be lights out. So yeah. I, and, and they have a bit of a show that they do too. I think they've got a, <clears throat> that's cool. Uh, they've got a TV screen that they have behind the, that they put them on the back of the stage for people to view. Nice. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure it's 70 inch or something like that, that, uh, um, or bigger. I don't, I don't even know what it is. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it, but they just told me they've got something to hang. That's cool. So That's cool. Dude, I mean, usually the headliners you guys bring in every year put on some kind of like an ex what I would call yeah. an extra show. Uh, the ACDC band had the giant wall of speakers. And I yeah. mean, ludicrously giant wall of speakers. Yeah. And it was like... And, and the bell. They had the, yeah. the Hell's Bell. That, oh, God. We didn't get a chance to get it hung for them, but it was, it was, luckily it was light enough that they could hold it on their shoulders. And That's awesome i mean i i loved that that was such a good time too because it was just everybody knows acdc you know yeah. and everybody was loving that and they uh they have wanted to come back uh they have begged us to come back and we might have them back again next year who knows depends on whether they can quote me the right price yep. quote us quote paul the right price yep yep i mean that's the other tough thing too is you guys as much as it seems like you guys don't have a budget, you very much have a budget. Yes. You have a budget you have to fit in. Yep. And I mean, and the budget is determined by the previous year. Yes. So and that how much people oh, donate. And that's t that's tough too cuz like I mean, if you're playing the show one year, you know what you're doing is you're literally contributing to the next year's show. Yep. That's all you're doing, you know? And I mean, it's not like that's all you're doing. You're there playing music and entertaining, you know, hundreds of people, but still it's one of those things where you're you're actually like putting in uh, good work and it's like a good faith effort that you're gonna that you Scott and and Pablo uh, are going to hire enough 
you know, well-known bands to bring in enough people to come enjoy this. And I think it, honestly, I think the community is so thankful for this event that it, it wouldn't matter who you booked, they would still come to it. Because yeah. there's nothing else like this, I mean, in our county, there's almost nothing like this in any county touching ours except for like a bait, maybe, yeah. you know, or maybe like uh, one of the the Lizard Creek Blues Society yeah, thing in Fort Dodge. Yeah. Those would be like the only things I would say that are comparable to this, yeah. you know, so. You know, there's some uh, multi-band shows that you've played like down at the Eagles Club and that, but it's it's a different different thing. Yes. You know, um, this is just a, this is a festival, mm-hmm. you know, just you bring what you want. You can, you can have alcohol, um, you can have your own loud music if you want, but any, it's, you can do what you want. You can have your own food. Um, just throw a blanket down or bring a picnic table, bring lawn chairs or put up a, we don't care, put up a pop-up. As long as there's nobody behind you that you're blocking their view, put up a pop-up. Oh, that'd be so cool you know, to have one canopy. of those, like, those giant fold-out canopies, yeah. you know, and then you can sit in the shade and, yep. and people could still see through it if they wanted to. Yep. That would be awesome. Yeah, we have, we have no problem with canopies as long as they're not blocking <laughs> yeah. anybody's view. Don't put it right in the front yeah. <laughs> front row canopy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. But th- you made a good point, though, too. Like, uh, as far as, like, refreshments and things, you're not selling alcohol. So no. it's BYOB. Yep. I mean, that's, that's actually really good on your part. It takes you know a lot of responsibility off your hands Correct. as far as like going out and getting a liquor license and maintaining it and blobity yep. blobity blah, blah, blah all that yeah, stuff it's, that it's too much stuff yeah we don't have any we don't have any liquor sales um no beer sales um we do have some food available mm-hmm. for donation we don't sell anything mm-hmm. um, because that would be un- unlawful yes but, uh, we do welcome any and all donations that's that's also a good way to do it too because i mean you never know what people are going to donate. People no. could end up donating, you know, a lot of times a free will donations, you give a little bit more than you think you should just out of the goodness of your yeah. hearts. And that's always the best part. But you also like coming back to that good point. Like if you, you could probably still just walk up and give them money if you want to bring your own food and, and you, and you feel, you know, like obligated to, or you could just bring your own food and not eat their if food you, if you don't want yeah, to. And if you come out and you have a good time and, and, uh, uh you enjoy the music, even if you didn't eat our food, whatever, hey, if you enjoyed the music, come let us know and drop us a $20 bill. Yeah. You know, because uh, if you drop us, I'll, I'll flat out tell you, I'm, I'm not paying these guys, these solo acoustic guys, very much. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing for 20, 25 minutes, maybe 30 at the most. You know, it's, it's not a three hundred dollar gig. No, it's also t- it's, it's, <laughs> it's exactly it's a, it's a minimal dollar gig. They're getting maybe fifty cents a minute. You know. Yeah, I mean that's actually technically a a decently justifiable amount if you stretch it out over like four hours. It's like well that comes close yeah. to the wheelhouse of a four hour gig. Yeah. But you like and you said, you don't have to haul PA. All you got to have is a guitar and, and a mic if you want to oh bring. Oh my one. gosh, that is the other thing. The music, the sound there is insanely good. Um, yeah. we got to give a shout out to the guy running sound, Mike Wiedemann. Dude, it is every year. It is insanely good. He's so fast at yep. the changeups. He's he knows to boost sounds during solos. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you've got uh, a giant bell you're gonna ring, or you're just an acoustic act, or you've got well, a cajon. Or he's very good. He's got his uh, his wife helps out, and um, if there's anything goes wrong on stage whatsoever, he is there instantly, and he is at a full sprint getting things done. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I recall the first year I was there. Uh, whoever played after us, uh, one of the microphones tipped over that was leaning on an amp that was miking up an amp. Yeah. And he, 
I swear to God, he hurtled up onto the stage in one jump yeah. and was just like, well, boom, and tipped it right back up and away it went, you know, yeah. and that, that's one of the coolest things, too, is just knowing that he's putting that much into it as well, yeah. you know. And Mike knows what he's doing. He's done it a time oh, or two. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's always great. I love it. He is probably one of the best sound men in the area in the biz right now, you know. Yeah, it's, and his, and I... We get along good. Um, I know that he hates me sometimes because I, I come over and say, hey, we're going to do this quick and do that quick. And yeah. and he's thinking, well, how the hell am I going to do that? I got, I got other stuff to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. And he's got, uh, you know, it's not just standing out front, pushing buttons, running sound. We switch a band out and take five guys off stage and put a new drum set up mm-hmm. and five other guys on stage. That's five more amps he's got to figure out how to mic up or direct it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, D-I-N and five... That's uh, a new drum kit that he's got to get all mic'd up. Yeah. And, and everything's in a different spot, so every mic and clamp has got to be different. So mm. we put pressure on him, but he, he comes through. and oh, It does amazing. An amazing, amazing job. Um, I remember once when I was doing the Stockyard gig and Blummel was playing drums, he set up a microphone in the back for Blummel to sing, and Blummel's like, I don't need this. And he, he looks at me and he's like, he's not singing? And I was like, <laughs> no, no. And that was when I realized, you know, I made a mistake, you know? <laughs> but no, no. But uh, like that was one of the funnier moments I had, uh, you know, interacting with him on stage when he set all that stuff up. And he was just like, wait a second, you got him in here? He's not even going to sing? And, it's, you know, anybody that knows Blummel knows he's you know, yeah. sings like a bird. So yeah. And I'm... Uh... I'm pretty sure Jeff's going to show up to do the national anthem for me this Again. year. Again, yes. You um, know. I'm, I'm, I've talked to Bruce. I, I mentioned to Bruce about a month ago, Bruce Borchers, about maybe playing it on guitar while he's singing it. Oh, cool. But uh, Bruce didn't really... Uh, show a lot of interest so yeah, maybe well, i'll give him a call again he might be interested yeah you never know i think that's one of the other cool things about this is you just kind of put feelers out to people like hey how do you feel about maybe doing this and you never know what people are going to say like well, like you said with uh originally with my band when i was going to go there and play a show it was like well i don't know if this will work out but we could out. we could put something else together and do that so it wasn't the original idea but it ended up being something that worked out very well you know i'm gonna go out on a, on a on a side note, same same topic, but a side note. Somebody mentioned, uh, somebody put a post on Facebook yesterday about a a caterpillar, and maybe it was Blummel. Okay. And depending on the cat, it's black on each end and brown in the middle. Okay. And the longer the black is on each end, the colder or harder the winter's going to be. All right. So I put a post on there. I said, hey, I, I comment. I said, oh, come on. I want to... Uh, uh, more middle brown band, yes. the band in the middle. Yep. And uh, Paul Larson, he gets on and he says, "Hey, middle brown band, are they playing this year?" <laughs> middle brown band. Middle brown band. It's the middle. It's the the caterpillar has yeah. a band of brown. Yep. And I just I was I want more middle brown band for there you go yeah. for a warmer winter. Yep. Now he calls it the middle brown band. So hey. Um, it's kind of late, but maybe we could throw an hour hours worth of music together on Saturday night if people want to put together a middle brown band i'll do the singing <laughs> that'd all be i need awesome. is a drummer and a bass man and a guitar that'd be awesome that'd be so cool yeah i mean we'll play before uh before jeremy goes on saturday night there you go yeah you never you never know i mean like honestly that's almost exactly how both of the times i've played there have went like uh, yeah. like within a within about a month before the show it was like all right i've got a lineup for this show we need to practice now you know and we we practiced every single week you know and made time to practice or you know, when I played it there with just Dan Blair, it was like, yep. we got all this stuff ready and things like that. And it was like, we need to get this. We played with like a drum machine and a drum loop. And it's like, we need to get these tempos down and 
perfect all this stuff. So like the last week was when we were like really pushing yeah. hard to get everything programmed the right way. But you know, that's like I said, I've said a million times over my favorite part about the show is you know what you're going to get, but you also don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. You never know. So and, I'm, I'm serious, but not serious. So obviously there's no way I can put together a band and, and, in nine, ten days, or whatever, but hey, could well, I'm, I know I've got practice with two other bands next Wednesday and Thursday night, so yeah, I my mean, time is t- you know pretty tight. But mm-hmm. I, w- I had it in my mind all day today. I think, man, I could just sing the songs and let somebody else play the drums, and and uh, that'd be nice. So if you if you're interested, hit me up. We could have nine people on stage. It ain't gonna pay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it might just be the for the for the shits and giggles. Let's do it, dude. And you know, speaking of that, it comes- if you're if you're interested. Hit me up on uh, Facebook and we'll see what we can do. There you go. I mean, and you can't wait forever because we got to make make her go if she's gonna go. Yep, yep. Oh man, you know, and that's like uh, I was gonna ask you about that. As and far it as will be billed as the mi- the middle brown band. The middle brown band. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna actually ask you about like you are in a couple other bands. Uh, people that haven't listened to the prior podcasts, you are um, you are in the Chris Carr band. You are also in uh, was it Ned Freely. Ned Freely Fun Band. Fun yeah. Band. And then uh, the Fabulous Uniques, you still doing that? Um, I haven't been together with the Uniques in almost a year and a half. All right. Um, you know, they're all older gentlemen and, and just, you know, the, the drive isn't there. And uh, Makes sense. Um, I'm actually, one of them is in Ned Freely with me, but uh, cool. we're all so far apart, we just can't get together. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about uh, Ned Freely and the Chris Carr Band? Has the Chris Carr Band done a full band show um, post covid yeah we, we were at the winery last month and we played in rockville city for a a, a, a city square event uh, cool about a month ago well we're actually this is going to be passed uh, but friday on the friday the 28th we're going to be at the humble dragway cool um Dude, and that's... then again in september we're at the uh, soldier creek again i believe Whoa! oh man who was were you at the dragway the one time it rained really bad it didn't actually rain on us, but it rained a quarter of a mile. It poured yeah, a quarter it, mile away. It was coming for you was yeah. the deal. And that was the Chris Carr band you yep. guys were there. Okay, yeah. I remember that being a thing because I was like, I might go out there and check it out. And I think I talked to you and you were like, man, we didn't know. We thought it was just going to destroy everything we had. So we, you know, you guys did the whole pack everything in a tight spot and tarp it down real quick. And Yeah, we. Uh, I, I ended up getting home and unloading the truck and trying to figure out where shit was at yeah i mean nothing was where it needed to be because it just went in so fast Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that would be the worst um and luckily at the rock and picnic every year i've been there it's been sunny and amazing so well we've had we've had one monsoon we had one blizzard (laughs) (laughs) it was so cold one year that uh, it's the one year that i missed matter of fact but it was oh really it was i i believe they said it was down in the 30s and 40s that week so doggy um, i'd rather have the heat yeah, uh, we were talking about that earlier. I was complaining about the heat, and you said, "Dude, in like eight weeks, you're gonna be shoveling ten feet of snow." Like, yep. don't complain about the heat. And it's true. It's true. No, but uh, that's you know, Chris has had a few jobs this year. Ned Freely, we did we did um, four jobs up in Okaboji area this summer. Cool, fantastic. Uh, the Okaboji stores where we played. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great time. I've uh, got a few other groups that haven't been together so much. Uh, mm-hmm. Seldom seen as a country band. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With some local guys, uh, Bob Johnson and Jeff Halverson. And, um, I got a group over in the Dow's area. Cool. We did one show last year, and that uh, was just the. It's called the Mandel Cook Band. All right. Um, just on a whim, we threw it together, and and we're we're planning to get together some more, but COVID is really kicking our ass right now. It, it is. I mean. I like to think I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof, but, but even then still, like I, 
I went like two plus months not even going down to Des Moines to practice because yeah. it's like, well, you don't have a show. What difference does it make, you yeah. know? And I mean, I, I get it. I've even in in the recent couple months, it's still just been like, meh, you know, like I'll come down there when we have a show booked. But yeah. otherwise, it's I mean, it's a lot of driving for no yeah. gigs and exposing yourself to uh, even if it's just two or three other people, yeah. it's just enough people far enough away. And yeah. it's like, man, and. Anyway, back to the music. I, I've got a. I'm actually doing a fill-in gig with a band in Waverly this Saturday, which will be last Saturday when this airs. I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um, so man, you should have been there. There was like a thousand people. Man. Where? It was, it was in Waverly. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got. I got you. Yeah. Oh man, it already happened. There yes, was like a right. thousand people, and and we had like six encores and. Oh sweet, sweet man. Show. Oh pyrotechnics. And, and I've never lot. met these guys before then either. Oh man. Jeez, that's awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> what kind of music did you guys play? Um, I, I think it's going to be like uh, 80s country and then some Bon Jovi. They sent me a song list, and I know all the tunes, mm-hmm. but it's just a, it's all over the board. Oh, cool. Uh, between rock and country and everything, you know, there's your, your token Leonard Skinner songs. Yep. And, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I've never met the people, let alone played music with them, so... Oh, that's cool, though. I think that's one of the other fun things is being flexible enough to be able to just, like, jump in there, you yeah. know, and, and do it. Fill the spot, yeah. Yep. And the only other, uh, I've got a job coming up on September 10th. Okay. At the Pearson Lakes Art Center up in Okaboji. Oh, nice. That'll with another sweet. brand new band that we're try- we've been trying to put together from Spirit Lake area. Oh, so called, it's called It's called the uh, Borderline Outlaws, and they are hardcore country. Oh, cool, cool. Um, Obviously, I you know I love playing rock and roll too, but hey, yeah, I like country too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, going to jam nights has taught me it doesn't really matter what you like, you you will enjoy playing yeah. almost no matter like I don't, it doesn't matter what somebody plays. You're gonna be like oh, I like playing this too, you know. Yeah. And I'm going to jam. We were talking about earlier. Go to jam nights, play with like folk artists. Like I never in a million years would write a folk song or want to be like the guy that's like oh I just recorded this awesome folk song or anything. But if you put me next to one, it's like, dude, this is hella fun playing next to these yeah. guys, you know? And I, I, I love that so much. I, you, a couple years ago when I joined a punk band, I never in a million years thought like I'd be going to jam nights and, right. and playing along with those guys. So. And I would love to start my jams up again or the jams that I was putting together. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd call it my jam, but um, I just don't have a venue. So if you have a venue in the local uh, Humboldt, Eagle Grove, Algona, Pocahontas, Fort Dodge area that... You're willing to put up three or four hundred bucks, four or five hundred bucks, whatever, for a band to come in. Yeah. That's a cheap band. That is a cheap band. That, that is actually a very cheap band for yeah. a full night of music. I always thought that was kind of cool, too, because, like, you could do the full. You, what you do is you pretty much hire a band, and if nobody comes to jam, that band plays all night long. Yep. So you're paying those people. But, like, if it's kind of like a rotating. You know, correct thing where, like, if. That's, that's, if, if nobody shows up, then you play the entire night. Yep. However, if you get six drummers and nine guitarists and three, four, or five bass players, you might play five songs and be done for the night. Yeah, you never know. And I've I've been there before. I went to a Patty's Pub and I was one of the host musicians and did that. And they ran the same concept there where they yeah. paid the host musicians. On the off chance nobody's there, you got to play the whole night. So yep. it's it's that's how it works. And it worked like that at Patty's where it's like, well, I played you know forty five minutes and then I didn't play for two and a half hours and then I closed out the last twenty minutes. Yep. You know, and it's. It worked out like that that time. Doesn't always work out like that, you know. Well, but. that's just it. I, I, you know, I know the last jam I do it. I did in Eagle Grove, at Rails. Um, thank you, John and and uh, 
Thanks, John, for having us there anyway. Mm -hmm. Rails had a little uh, fire issue. They're hoping to get back together and have us again. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, the last time we played there, um, you know, I did like the first five songs, and then I think we had like six drummers come through. Dean Davis and Blummel and and, and Anita was there, and and, uh, a couple guys from local over there played. And finally, and I think we were going to play till midnight. Finally, at 11.30 or 11.40, they said, man, I think it's my turn again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you know? time to so get I back up. So I finished the last three songs, and and uh, I think the reason was because nobody else had any songs to sing, so I had to get up and play and sing. So. Yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. That's a, once again, that's the blessing and the curse of being the host musician at a jam night because you don't always know what's going on. But if you can fill the four hours, yep. why not, you know? Um, anybody that's listening that's got a business, I you know sincerely hope that you do contact scott if you are interested in anything like this uh jam nights are fun wherever they're at and if there's one closer to me i would love to go to it you know it's nothing against driving to barnum but you know it's a 45 minute drive back there there and back so or 50 minute drive so and and it's very uh, you know the first jeremy's are are very similar you know jerry jeremy runs the show and, and chooses who's playing when and and same thing um, it's not that I'm choosing who. It's just I'm looking for who's available at what time mm-hmm. and who who would play best with other, you know, other players. Bingo. Obviously, yep. I've got a guy. If there's a guy that doesn't know country, and there's another guy over here that doesn't know rock and roll, nothing but country. They're probably not going to mix too. Yeah. Mix too well on stage. <laughs> not not that their attitudes wouldn't, but the music they just wouldn't be able to complement each other. It is tough. I've been to jam nights where. Um, and I'm not going to call anybody out, but someone was playing like a Bob Seger song and yeah. the person that went up there to play leads was like a very shreddy, like metal Metallica <laughs> style yeah. thing. And it, it didn't match very well. It wasn't horrible, but it was still just kind of like, Yeesh, oof, mm-hmm. ah, mm, you know, so like it's, you do have to have that mindset about you too. When you go into those situations, when the song's done, it's, it's still has to be about the music. Yes. Yes. Not about how cool your lead was, <laughs> yeah, or how true. good your your drum fill was, or how quick and fast it was, or or how loud your cymbals were. But, uh, <laughs> true. Um, oh man, and it's that's about whether or not that lead that you played matched the song, or helped, or complemented the song. Yes, and I've had like many discussions with this with people at jam nights because it's always something that's on my mind ever since and honestly i talked about this on a previous podcast like you gave me my best advice for a jam night ever it was when i was booked with jeremy on his jam night down in fort dodge and i was like hey i'm nervous about this and you gave me the best advice anyone could give me because it was pretty much just like stay out of everyone's way until it's your turn and then when it's your turn get in the way you know and it's it was the best advice you know if you're not don't get walked on yeah make sure you get your turn yeah but don't walk on anybody else either. Bingo. Don't be shredding out leads the whole time someone's trying to sing. Yep. You know, that doesn't make any sense. You can tag the end of it a little bit if you yep. want to, you know. But also don't tag the end of every single verse, you know. like So you, you got to hone it down a little bit. And I was talking with a buddy of mine. and He was like, yeah, you don't want to waste all your good stuff in the beginning. Because yeah. when they're like, hey, take it away, all of a sudden you're going to be like, I'm out of tools in my toolbox, yeah. you know. and yeah. You've so, already spent it. Yeah, exactly. It's It's a tough thing to always find out you know and that's like i said that was one of the best pieces of advice anyone's ever given me about a about a jam night is you know blend in until it's your turn to not blend in and then stand out you know and it made so much sense you know um i remember a couple of jams over at havelock that i used to go to but 
they'd get three or four guitars playing up there and everybody would want to take the lead. And it just, it'd be like two guys playing lead and not even aware that another guy's playing the lead mm-hmm. or playing a lead. Yep. I've run into that before uh, too. Know, and, and it sounds cool sometimes, but most of the time it does not. And I'm not trying to be mean, but like yeah, chances you, that they're playing the same licks and the same notes are very, very bingo. Minimal. Yeah. Your harmonizing is not constant yeah. and uh, fluent. So it's a, t- it's a tough one to go with, but you know, and that's nothing against anybody that's doing that. But uh, at the last Barnum Jam, we brought two amps and two electric guitars. And it's like you said, it's not always easy because it's just like, nope. who's going to take the lead? Yeah. And sometimes people are, are like, you take the lead. No, you take the lead. No, you take the lead. No, yeah. you take. And then before you know it, you're four bars into the solo and yeah. nobody's soloed yet, you know? So you do run into that sometimes when you get too many uh, cooks in the kitchen, I guess would be a good way to say it. Yep. But it also does add quite a bit more dynamics when you get that many people on stage playing guitars because you can... You know, layer in the chords a lot yeah. deeper and things like that. So. You know, you got you got to watch guys like like Ronley or or Jeremy. You know, just because if if you're at a jam, there may be three guitars up there ready to play, but if the other guy's wailing, Ronley's over here just he's he's just playing the fill, the shuffle, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah, uh, trying to trying to put the 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 body in underneath of whatever somebody else is playing for a lead. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, playing with Ron Lee at one of your jams was one of the first times that I ever got to play with him, and uh, actually joined up with him on a podcast not too much later after that, so that was, you know, when I yeah. first met Ron Lee, but that was exactly what I saw, where it's like, we're playing, one of the songs we played was Stranglehold, and he's like, I have no clue what's going on in this song, and it's like, well, it's in the key of A, and there's only like three chords in it, so you'll figure it out, you know, and, and he did, and uh, we get done, he's he's shredding all the solos, because I was like, you, you take all the solos, just keep soloing, you know, and... He's like, I hope that was good. And it's like, dude, that was amazing. You know, yeah. like it's, it's he almost, he doesn't know how good he is. Uh, he's a great example of somebody who doesn't know how good he is. You know, <laughs> Oh man. And that's the best part about going to jam nights, going to things like the rock and picnic is you get to see new people or new formations of people you've already seen. So it's like guaranteed yeah. new songs and new stylings. And yeah. So back to the picnic, if you've never been there, then we need you to come out and check it out. Just Very, come out yeah. with a, with an open mind, um, there's nothing. It's you know, people. We get people that think, oh man, there's bad stuff going. There's nothing. It's a family environment. Uh, family music. You're not gonna hear vulgar uh, language, vulgar lyrics. Uh, uh, no, never. You know, uh, um, I've 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 only heard it once, and the person got warned. As a matter of fact, <laughs> so it was like somebody let out a swear word that was a not awesome one, and it was somebody went up there and gave him the. Yeah, and that was enough of it. And he and he corrected. He cor- we went forward. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not, nobody's unreasonable there. That's yeah, it's my not favorite. a church service. No, no, <laughs> it's not a Sunday church service. But it's a good, clean family environment, and we like to play loud rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was comes back to the reason why I didn't have my punk band play there. I mean, it's yeah. nothing against my punk band, but. Some of the lyrics yep. might not have fit a family environment. So yep. I was like, well, let's yep. let's go a different direction with by the, this. By know? the third song, the power might have been shut yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't going to put anybody through that, especially yeah. not my hometown and not my own band. And it was just like, yeah. we're going to do something different. And it, like I said, it's nothing against Three Finger Betty at all. No. Just uh, Labor Day weekend, two in the afternoon slot on a family we'll, event might we'll not be. We'll be sure to have Three Finger Better <laughs> when we throw the thrashing picnic. There you, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll be there. We'll be there. The thrashing picnic. Oh my gosh, we're getting really close to an hour here. We've talked about all the bands. Let's yep. let's reiterate everything that's happening. Saturday night, Saturday would be the sixth. 
Saturday is the fifth, fifth. I think. Okay, Saturday. Well, I hope my dates are right. You, you are correct. You are correct. I know you are. Uh, so Saturday would be the yeah. fifth, and that's uh, Brutal Republic. They play everything from. Um, we're talking everything from almost a country vibe to yep. blues jazz to blues. rock to yep. jazz to heavy stuff. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite bands as far as tailoring a set list for the evening has always been Brutal Republic. Yep. They can figure out who the crowd is and what kind of music they need to play. We had them on the Sunday show last year, and and uh, Jeremy showed up in the perfect attitude um, that when he when they hit their first song or two, I mean, the stage was bouncing. Yes. It was literally bouncing with the, with the vibe that they were putting out. That's was, a, they're great. Dude, they're so good. So good. So uh, Saturday... Make sure you hit up that show seven o'clock for that show. Otherwise, Sunday. Sunday's the well sixth. six o'clock if the uh, Middle Brown Band plays. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seven man. o'clock. Yes. Trust me, seven o'clock. All right. Uh, <laughs> Sunday. Since you're not working on Monday, because Monday's Labor Day. Yep. So Sunday, you might as well go to the Rock and Picnic. One o'clock, the music starts on Sunday. Yes. And there will be plan for a full day of rock and roll. Yes, it's going to be five bands. People playing in between one small auction taking up like 15 minutes. And that's yep. the only break in the music is going to probably be that. Yep. Um, otherwise, there's going to be like maybe a two-minute break. And yep. I mean, it's... And, and we'll be... Uh, I've got some slingshots. I'll, I'll shoot some t-shirts out in the crowd. Oh, and cool. Some koozies. And, and uh, tell you what, if you got something you want to donate, a t-shirt or a koozie or something, hit me up and we'll shoot them out in the crowd for you. Actually, I did have a uh, something I've been spouting around on the internet. Uh, anybody that goes to the Rock and Picnic wearing an Audible Farm shirt, I will give you a free sticker if you show up in an Audible Farm shirt. Free decals. I mean, we're talking high quality. No, it's for real, though. If you don't have a shirt, hit me up before the show or buy it off the shop. But um, otherwise, Rock and Picnic shirts are going to be there. Buy a Rock and Picnic shirt. I know I'm going yep. to be buying one for sure. Um, I debated setting up a booth, but it's not my event, so I'm not going to. Uh, even Bring if you, it. Even if you allowed me to, I, I would probably make some caveat, like I'm donating some of the money back. But like, Rock and Picnic, one of my favorite shows every single year. I've been in attendance the last three years guaranteed. I know that for yeah. sure because I played two of those years. Well, and we appreciate you uh, promoting the picnic. Um, I wish there was a way that we could promote you other than we, we announce you you know, during the show and, yes. and all of our thank yous well, and that. I really but, appreciate that. But we don't have any other way to... to you know, we don't have anything going through the year to 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 say, hey, go to Auto uh, yeah. Audible Farm or nothing like that. So no, I, and I totally get it. Uh, we had teased the idea, or talked about it last year, like, oh, maybe we put up a booth or a table and you could yeah. do stuff here. But once again, there's always music, and there's nowhere quiet enough where no. I can do an, interviews. I even thought about that, like, do backstage interviews, like get the guys as they're coming off the back of the stage, and it's like, just do three minute clips. I, I thought about it, you know, doing have some, a timer with you, an actual, or a, you know, a three minute clip. All right. All right, Jose, what do you think? How do you, what do you think of the picnic today? Yeah. I mean, that'd be awesome. <laughs> It'd be a fun way to go about doing it. I should try something like that, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll be there though. I'll be there. Um, Come on out. maybe wearing an audible farm shirt. Um, I don't know. Where's it at? Where did I put it? I might be, might be wearing this I Know Scott Doll t-shirt that I picked up, actually. You never know. Those so, are in demand. Uh, yes. Actually, I remember I tried to get one, and you may or may not have sold out of them yep. uh, before I got the first pressing. So well, I, When I first did it, it was as a joke. Um, somebody was uh, kept hounding me about the fact that I needed t-shirts because they, they went to Nashville, and somebody there knew who I was. And Long joke, or long story short... Um, I made this T-shirt for the guy. Well, and I thought, well, if I make one, I'm just going to make ten. So I made ten T-shirts, and and then I 
I gave two or three away, and I put on on internet that are on Facebook. That I was going to sell them for fifteen bucks. Within a day, I had to order new T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I sold uh, well almost forty T-shirts. That's insane. Seriously, that is crazy. I'm thinking that so. There's so and I thank you all for doing that, for playing the game, for joining in the the ridiculousness. Yeah, I mean. For this just starting out as a joke, I mean, generally speaking, yeah. it was kind of a like tongue in cheek, like somebody said, I know Scott Dahl. It's like, well, I'll make him a shirt then, you know, yeah. like, and it's got, did you draw the guy on here? Um, most of it. Yeah. I copied a little bit from, from the internet and then I made modifications. I put the goatee on it and, <laughs> and I think it was a five piece drum kit and I thought, well, that's way too many. I just need four. <laughs> this is awesome. So yeah, uh, I'll be there maybe in an audible farm shirt. And I it, might have shirts there at the party too. I might be in this awesome Scott doll shirt. Um, there's a good chance I will have shirts available as well, but I'm not going to promote them at all. They'll be in the trunk of my car, safely packed away, because I'm going to be enjoying the music while I'm there. That's what I'm there for, and that's what I'll be doing. Um, Rock and Picnic, it is Sunday the 6th. The show starts at 1. It goes until maybe midnight. Yeah, maybe. 11 or midnight, something yeah, like that. So uh, check it out. BYOB, there's food available there, or you can bring your own food. Um, as of the time this is going to be released i'm not sure there's going to be any camping available there might be yeah people i i somebody mentioned yesterday on facebook uh, is there camping and i and i told them yes there is but it's um the the park system has a two-week limit or part yeah two-week limit mm -hmm. so you after two weeks you have to move your camper so people are booking their camping spots two weeks prior to the labor day weekend to get them spots yes and they may not have a camper there but they're paying for those days yes um, in order to get those spots. So if you wait until, uh, I think last year there was a couple people that snuck in on Wednesday or Thursday night and because somebody backed out or, or had to leave. Mm -hmm. That's the only way there's going to be open spots. Yeah, unless you're doing tent camping or yep. non-hookup camping. or And even then you might be hard-pressed to find a spot for a non-hookup. I know some people have went into Lower Sheldon with, yeah. with non-hookups. If you bring so. non-hookup, come down to the low, and, and uh, there's plenty of room. You still have to pay the, the park fees, yes. whatever they may be. Um, but uh, you'll be right near the stage, within a few hundred yards yeah, of the stage. easy and, walking distance. Yeah. Oh, man. You could sit at your camper and enjoy the show. Yes, far away away from everyone else, or walk over and see what's going on. Um, yeah. Once again, I love this event. It's one of my favorite events. It's right here local in my hometown, set up by musicians, and a committee that is very dedicated to making sure that this happens every single year, donating a lot of their time to yeah, make sure. And that I wanted this to happens. reiterate that even though I'm the one here doing this this uh, podcast, it's not a, it's not me. It's it's the other 18 or 20 people that that organize this and put it together and line up everything between porta johns and lights and and roping and ramps and I mean you name it. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things. Yes. Um, it's always been one of the easiest places as far as loading in, loading out, uh, people staying out of your way when you're trying to like get to certain places to do certain things if you're a musician. So yep. from the musician's end of things, it's always one of the best events I've ever been to. From a spectator point of view, it's one of the most fun events I've been to because you can just park and walk around. And you can, like I said, you can sit back at your car and see everything that's going on if you want to yep. duck away from everybody for a while. Or the bag tournament, there's food. There's T-shirts and more for sale yep. as well. I mean, and we we didn't even we just discussed the bag tournament just 
because we were going to move it across the road. But don't forget, there's a bag tournament. Yes. And we have three or four of them through the day. So Oh, nice. Um, and get down there, and uh, we try to announce them when the next one's going to start. Get over there and get your name in, and I think it's like a $5 entry or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy the music, playing bags, visiting guy, uh, other people, and have fun. Yeah, it's going to be great, man. You know, the greatest part about this, like I said, it's, it's the committee that does it. greatest part that I've, that I've learned about this is it feels so good to be able to throw a party that people want to come to. Yes. That is cool. Oh, my gosh. And I'm not trying to like, let me put it this way. I've been part of booking so many shows over the last three years that have been sparsely attended that that is very, very true. Like, to throw on an event of any sort, doesn't matter what you're doing, honestly, and have that many people want to come to it, it's mind-blowing. I would, you know, I would... Yes, some of it is because of the music, but a lot of it is due to how you guys have run the event yeah. over the last twelve years. You know, and and it's a there's there's a lot of people that have never heard about it, but there are also many people that that know about it. They're not in the organization; they don't put anything together, but they know about it all year long, and that's what they're going to do this year. And mm-hmm. they know that on Sunday Labor Day they're going to be at the picnic, uh, mingling, having beers, and and uh, meeting old friends and and hanging out. No, it's going to be so and, much fun. And that's what's fun about it. You yeah. Know? And I when I first started with the with the committee you know I, like i said i've told the story many times i didn't have anything to do so they um they asked they told me i could help with the stage and i took it and i ran and, and uh uh i love doing it. i don't know you know i wait 364 days a year to get to the next one you know <laughs> yeah yeah oh man and you're a great mc too you do a great you job know, up I, there I, I stutter a like lot but <laughs> hey it's 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 a it's a it's a natural problem <laughs> a little foghorn leghorn action there <laughs> oh my gosh We've, uh, we've eclipsed an hour. I'm so glad to have you back once again to talk about the Rock and Picnic, Scott. Um, I'm stoked to have this event still happening, uh, as far as I know, as of the time we're recording this. Yep. It's on, 100%. It's on. And I'm assuming that this is going to happen in some capacity regardless. Yep. Um, so as we're recording this, it's, it's going to be a couple weeks till it happens, but this will be released on Thursday, and if you're listening to this on Thursday, the event is Saturday night and all day Sunday afternoon yes. and evening. So uh, hit up the Facebook event. I will put it in the description down below. Scott, many thanks for coming in and talking about the Rock and Picnic, um, as for, always. Thanks for having And everybody that you interview gives you the same answer. What you're doing is great. It's great for the community. It's great for the music community. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm glad so many people are taking to it. Um, Not gl- just music. Yeah, I mean, I've done stuff with non-musicians, and, and honestly, some of those are some of my most listened to podcasts. So, I mean, people take to pretty much anybody I talk I will, to. I will personally come help you when you go to interview Ric Flair. All right, sounds good. <laughs> oh, Scott, thanks again. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Scott Dahl, he's in about a million bands. He's a workhorse. He's one of those drummer guys that is just in every band. Uh, I highly suggest everybody check out what Scott Dahl has going on. Uh, in his bands, I'll tag some of the links down below to some of them, or most of them, most of them that I can find, and you can check those out. Also, the very first link down below in the description section, you guessed it, Rockin' Picnic. Rockin' Picnic 2020 event, uh, I will put it down below, that's where everybody can check it out. If you guys want to find the Facebook page for the Rockin' Picnic, uh, I will put it down below as well, it's actually a Facebook group. 
but just hop in that group and that's where all of the updates for this year's rock and picnic are going to be happening uh, it will either be there or it will be in the event page so check out one of those two things for all your upcoming event information for the rock and picnic it's going to be a great show i cannot wait it's going to be stacked full of bands there's going to be music wall to wall at the rock and picnic not to mention that awesome guitar that we showed you in the video version of the podcast if you guys uh don't have the video version of the podcast and you still want to see the guitar you guys can view it it's on the audible farm page uh let's hear it it would be on the youtube page as well as the facebook page in the video sections there so check it out uh, i think you can go type in rock and picnic audible farm on youtube and it might pop up um otherwise if you guys want to see the video versions of this podcast that we are now doing it's available at the patreon page patreon.com slash audible farm it will tell you all the information there as far as how you can view the video versions of this podcast thank you guys very much for checking out the patreon page and speaking of people to thank i would also like to thank everyone that's been buying merch from the shop Uh, We've been sending out merch every week, so it's very nice. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very, very much. Buying t-shirts, buying hoodies, buying stickers. And uh, speaking of the stickers, I'm holding everyone to that. If anybody has an Audible Farm shirt and they wear it to the Rockin' Picnic, all you got to do is just come up to me and say, hey, I wore my Audible Farm shirt. Boom, you will get a free sticker. And uh, Scott Dahl said it best. Decals, man, they're decals. They are very, very durable decals um all weather bumper sticker style decals i will be handing out the full monty the real deal so come on out wear the audible farm shirt and i will give you free stuff literally just for showing up to the rock and picnic with a t-shirt on so that's uh that's all you got to do so check that out it's gonna be awesome if you guys want t-shirts and such go to shop.audiblefarm.com and you can find it all there at the shop the audible farm shop Otherwise, if you're looking for all the other links for Audible Farm, you can find them at www.audiblefarm.com. That's where you can find links to all the social media, YouTube page, and everything else. i got to say, I really appreciate everybody listening to the podcast week in and week out. We are getting lots of messages as of late from people either seeing people wearing the shirts or or all sorts of fun things. So I really do appreciate that, people. Um, I'm getting pictures with stickers placed in crazy locations. I love it. I love to see that. Uh, Thank you guys very much. Uh, You know, I wouldn't have a podcast without all of the musicians and entertainers and everyone I've interviewed every single week, you know, and I I just got to say thanks to to all the guests and all the listeners, and I got to give another shout out to Couchtown Coffee. They've been with us, um, you know, for over half the podcast now they've been with us. So uh, thanks, Couchtown. If you guys are looking for that promo code, go to the intro and check out the promo code. You might be able to save 20% on your coffee, which is pretty awesome if you ask me. So thanks, guys. Uh, I will check everybody at the Rockin' Picnic. Once again, if you need updates for the Rockin' Picnic event, they will all be in the Rockin' Picnic group or the Rockin' Picnic Facebook event page. So check those out down below. That's where you're going to find all the updates. Um, hopefully nothing changes in between the time I'm recording all this and the time the pod, or the time the Rockin' Picnic happens. So, uh, hey, it's only a couple days away. We'll see you there. Peace.